You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I have the honor and privilege of serving you this morning. Are you ready to hear what God has on His heart for you today? I'm ready. I'm excited. I know what God has placed in my heart is a word in season. Amen? You are, re- are you ready? Let us pray. Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, I need you like the air that I breathe, Father. I need you to give me the words to speak to your precious people, Father. I need you to impart your spirit into everything that comes out of this mouth, Father. I am but clay in the hands of a potter, Father. Come and speak through me, Father, that your will will be clear, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that even as I minister your word, Father, that I will disappear, Father, and your beautiful light will only appear, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here that you love your people, Father, that you love your church, Lord. And we hand the message over to you, Lord. Have your will, have your way. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can you just take a moment with me this morning and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What a beautiful name that name is. The beautiful name of Jesus. We love you. We love your presence, Father. We love your church, Father. And we love your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, church. Today, yes, give the Lord a hand. Amen. I love it when you encourage me. I love it when you give the Lord a hand. And I love it when you enjoy the word as much as I enjoy it. Amen. And this morning, I really went to the Lord and I said, Lord, what, what is your word for this morning? And I had something on my heart and I phoned my husband and I said, I've got this word on my heart and it's such a basic word, but it's such a deep word and it's such a, a, a foundational truth that each of us need to have in our hearts. What do you think? Does it witness with you for today? And he said, sweetie, that's actually the word I was preparing for next week. So I said to him, please prepare something else, (laughs) hallelujah, because I'm going to share this word with you today, and I know that's exactly what God has for you today, because I went and I spoke to the children's church, and I said, Herman, what is it that you're sharing with the children? And he said, Mama B, I've got this word on my heart, and it's really something in my heart, and it's just burning, and it lined up exactly with what I'm going to teach you this morning. So I know it's a word in season, and my topic this morning is Jesus the living word. Amen. Jesus, the living word. Our Bible is Jesus, the living word. There are many possibilities for things that can occupy our time in modern culture. Unlike the past, we now have Kindles, social media, we have YouTube channels, we have laptops, gaming consoles, and many other things in addition to newspapers and magazines that we used to have in the past. However, the Bible remains the best-selling book of all times with 20 million copies being sold per year. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. These 66 books written over 
1,500 years by more than 40 authors, ranging from a doctor to a few shepherds to farmers to fishermen to tax collectors and to kings, has been read in boardrooms, has been read in jail cells, has been read in bedrooms, at weddings, at funerals, in hotels, in hospitals, and on deathbeds. Jesus, the living word. Many of us have grown up being taught to sing songs. Songs like, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I said to the band this morning, do you know a song we used to sing? The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. Who knows that song? Amen? Another song we used to grow up singing so easily, read your Bible, pray every day, and you will grow, 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 neglect your Bible, forget to pray, and you will shrink, shrink, shrink. Amen. (laughs) Imagine if we lived in the words written in this book. Imagine if we lived in a world written in the words of this book. Imagine if we forgave freely, if we loved deeply, and if we served extravagantly. Imagine if everyone treated you like Jesus taught them to. But why isn't this more of the reality that we see because so many Bibles are sold annually. This is the question I asked myself. Could it possibly be that every person that has purchased a Bible perhaps believes that it is the inspired Word of God but does not read it and apply it with devotion? Is that a possible cause that we are not living in the world written in this book? Is it maybe? You see, the CBE, a worldwide center for Bible engagement, conducted a detailed study. They conducted a study on the effects of Bible reading on an individual, right? And they found a significant revelation that they did not expect to find while they were collecting data. These researchers interviewed 400,000 individuals ranging from the age of eight to 80. And they found the following. A significant finding was that anybody that read scripture one to two times a week, little or no effect was noticed. In fact, one to three times a week, very little effect was noticed. This demonstrated actually the same result as a non-believer. Are you with me? So one to three times a week of reading Bible had very little effect. But however, when somebody read their Bible four times or more a week, an effect increased so dramatically that it was a complete different picture than what they could ever imagine. Something happened at a number four. Is this interesting, church? Because at four, something changed in the individual's hearts. This research revealed that when the Bible was read four or more times a week, the following happened. This is statistics. Viewing pornography dropped by 61% just by reading the living word, right? Feeling lonely dropped by 30%. Anger issues dropped by 32%. Bitterness in relationships 
dropped by 40%. Alcoholism dropped by 57%. Feeling spiritually stagnant. Who's ever come to prayer line saying I'm feeling spiritually stagnant? It dropped by 60% just by reading the Bible four times a week. Are you with me this morning, church? Can I hear in hallelujah? Amen. Jesus, the living word. On the positive side, sharing the faith increased by 228%. So suddenly Christians started becoming brave and courageous. Amen. Scripture memorization went up by 407%. Just by reading the word four times a week. And discipling others increased by 230%. Reading Bible definitely gives you courage. Amen? And it gives you faith. And then suddenly you start walking like somebody who's walking with the Lord. Suddenly you start speaking like somebody who's speaking with the Lord. Suddenly you start believing like somebody who's believing with the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah? You see, there are seven days in the week. And I started thinking, why? Why four? Why does something so profound happen at four? And I started seeing that at, there are seven days in the week. And studies have shown that if you spend more days of those seven days with the Lord than not, your life changes. So as soon as you start spending more time with the Lord than anything else, your life starts changing. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand? You see, God wants your attention because He knows that whatever has your attention has you. Can I say that again? God wants your attention daily because He knows that whatever has your attention has you. Amen? If Facebook has your attention, guess what has you? If Instagram has your attention, guess what has you? God wants your attention because He knows time with Him is in the Word is time with Jesus. Time in this Word is time with Jesus. Time in this Word is a face-to-face -face conversation with Jesus. Do you want to have a face-to-face -face conversation with Jesus? Spend time in the Word. Amen? Just like fresh water cleanses our bodies, God's Word, this written Word, washes us. It washes us, it refreshes us, and it cleanses us deep down inside, in our souls. It purifies our thoughts, it scrubs our motives, and it rinses our conscience as we absorb and obey the truths that's written in this book. Are you with me this morning, church? Hebrews 4 verse 12 to 13 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. When I come to God, this living word judges the thoughts and attitudes of my heart. I can come to God with anything, but when I come with this, God says, let me look at that heart of yours. Amen? Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we give account. Jesus knows you.
Jesus knows our hearts. Ephesians 5 verse 26 says that we might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Are you with me this morning, church? Is there someone in the building? Can I ask you an hallelujah? You see, every time you spend time with the word, the word washes you. Daily, we need a washing of the word, amen. We need to wash the dust of the world off our lives. We come into God's presence after a day and we need a washing of the word. We need to remove human opinions that have been said to us in that day that are not the opinions of God. This word will remove everything spoken to us that does not come from his heart. This word will remove bitterness and hatred that has deposited itself in our hearts that day. Because as we read the word, the word is reading us. This is a mirror. It's the only book in history that actually reads you as you read it. You think you are reading the Bible. The Bible is reading you. Amen? As you look into the mirror of the word, you start seeing what God sees in you. You start hearing what God thinks about you. Amen? You think you are reading the Bible. The Bible is reading you. This is not a normal book. This is like no other book ever written. It was inspired by God himself. Amen? 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 says, All scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is God. <sighs> so when you open this word and it says, the Lord is my shepherd, it's like God going, <sighs> I shall not want. <sighs> Do you hear what I'm saying, church? He makes me walk in green pastures. <sighs> he leads me beside streams of water. <sighs> It's God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching. It's useful for teaching. It's useful for teaching me the ways of life. I don't want the world to teach me the ways of life. I want God's Word to teach me the ways of life. Amen? It's useful for you rebuking. Who loves God to rebuke you? Yes, amen, hallelujah. God, is, God has got hold of me. And I'm so grateful for it because those that he loves, he chastens. Amen. I want God to tell me when I'm not in line because I want to be the very best, best version of me for him. Amen. For correcting and for training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So when you open this word, you open the breath of God. Do you understand what you are holding in your hand, church? You are holding Jesus, the living word. Amen? The washing of the word smooths our jagged edges, our hard edges, and it makes us more like Jesus. When we get into God's presence, it conforms us into his image. How many times have you gone into God's presence and you are just so angry at someone and when you are confronted with the love of God and you read one sentence that says, as I've loved you, love, love those around you. You're like, God, 
or, or a disciple that asks Jesus, Jesus, how many times must you forgive? And Jesus says, 70 times seven. Not even in a month, in a day, for the same thing. <laughs> Can we just raise that bar a little bit? Amen? Doesn't that change your heart in that moment? As I have forgiven you, forgive. Then suddenly your heart becomes soft. And you say, God, what is there that I cannot forgive? Because you forgive me over and over again. Amen? You see, John 3 verse 30 says, I must decrease so that Christ can increase. How do I decrease? I get rid of me and I put more of this inside of me. And I say, God, take more of me, give me more of you. Take more of me, give me more of you. Take more of me, give me more of you. Take more of this, this me, Jesus. Take more of me, give me more of you. Give me more of your love. Give me more of your faithfulness. Give me more of your understanding. Give me more of your patience. Give me more of your love. Lord Jesus, may I love those around me with your kind of love. It's a love that does not judge. It's a love that does not give up. It's a love that does not fail. It's a love that never, never, never turns its back on somebody. Because Jesus, in my own strength, yes, let's give the Lord a hand. You see, church, in our own strength, we cannot do this. We cannot love like Jesus without the love of Jesus in us. So we need to be filled with the love of God that when we speak, the love of God comes out of our mouths. Amen. We need to be found in the flowing water of the word to become fruitful, fresh, and flourishing. Amen. None of us have arrived in our lives. We're a work in progress. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a beautiful work in progress. We are not what we used to be or what we're going to be when God is done with us. But you're a beautiful work in progress. Amen. Our prayer should be, yes, let's give the Lord Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. We're a beautiful work in progress. But this beautiful work in progress needs to stay in the prayer room. Because this beautiful work in progress only gets progress in the prayer room. Amen. When I don't go to the prayer room, the progress stops. Amen. Just like a stone goes into a river and while the water flows, the stone is being smoothed out. If the, the, the rock gets out the river, the process stops. I, beautiful process, need to get into the prayer room to remain in the process. Amen. Our prayer should be, Lord, sanctify me by the washing of your word. Can that be our prayer this week? Jesus, sanctify me by the washing of your word. Sanctify my thoughts by the washing of your word. Sanctify my deeds by the washing of your word. May my thoughts be holy. May my deeds be holy. May what I say be holy, Jesus. When I touch people, let it be the touch of Jesus. When I speak to people, let it be the voice of Jesus. Let me tell you, church, before you touch any human being, you need to touch the face of God. Amen? 
whether it be in the, in the workplace or in the church environment, you need to touch the heart of the Father first because then you can touch people with the right way. Amen? Amen? As disciples of Christ, we need to become saturated in this word and receive the word into our hearts. We don't need to just stay in the flow. We need to become oversaturated with Jesus. We need to become so full of Jesus that we are soaked in him. That when somebody bumps us, it's Jesus that comes out. Amen? Amen? Then we become true disciples of Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy 2 verse 15, it says, Be diligent. Be diligent. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You be diligent. Amen? Set your alarm. If you're a morning person, make sure you get to God. If you're an evening person, get to God. Amen? Who's the morning people in the building? Can I see? Can you raise your hands? Who's the evening people? I'm an evening person. I can go on until 2 a.m. reading my Bible, but don't ask me to get up in the morning. I stare at my Bible and Jesus and I, I just have nothing to say for a very long time. Amen? <laughs> but that's why the Lord has made us all different. Amen? Hallelujah. But whenever you have that moment, don't neglect the living word. The Bible is a book that reads you as you read it. I am in it. You are in it. But most importantly, God is in it. Yeah, we meet God face to face. Yeah, you want to meet Jesus face to face. Face to face. So take time to splash around in this word. Absorb it and discover what God has to say for you every day. Every day, little by little, and you will realize that your life depends on it more than what you ever can imagine. A.W. Tozer says, our Bible reading should not be a marathon. You should slowly, deliberately soak in the message. Soak in the message. The Bible is made to make you think. The Bible is wholly divine. Many books can inform you, but the Bible can transform you. Amen? Many books can inform you. The only book that can transform you is this book. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, The unfolding of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. That scripture qualifies me. Amen? Hallelujah. So grapes yield no grape juice until they are treated, until they are tread on, or until they are squashed. And olives release no oil until they are pressed. Am I, am I speaking the truth? So in the same way, you need to turn, press, twist, unpack, repack this word of God to get its full impact. Amen? Once you've done this and apply these scriptures to your life, you will see the impact of these words. Are you with me? The word is most precious to the man who lives in it. This word is most precious to the man who lives by it. Can I say something else, church? Are you ready for the statement? The Bible says that the word is our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread, not our cake for Sunday. <laughs> Amen? 
So this is not cake for Sunday. Sunday is buffet time. We come Sunday and we can eat as much bread as we like with no calories, girls. Amen. Hallelujah, girls in the house. Can I hear an amen? No calorie bread on Sunday. We can eat the bread, see a butter, whatever bread works for you, and there's no, no consequence. We can just eat it. Amen. It's not, but it's not. This is daily bread. The Bible says, give us our daily bread. It also doesn't say, give us our stale bread. So we're not supposed to eat yesterday's bread. We must eat our daily bread. When I was in the USA and I took hope, the Lord just reminded me of a moment there. Hope and I were sitting in the lounge one afternoon and we were looking at this huge beech tree outside the window. For us, the value of the tree was its greatness. It had shade and it had many colors. It was autumn. So the leaves had many colors. It was this massive tree. And while we were sitting there, we noticed a small squirrel. And the squirrel was doing what the squirrel does best, amen? <laughs> he was running up and down the tree and he was gathering nuts and playing and jumping up and down and running from branch to branch. And the value of the beech tree was vastly different to the squirrel than it was for us. To the squirrel, the beech tree was not just a tree. And this is where the Lord brought it to my heart. To him it was a home, his shelter, his safe place from predators. The branches were his roads leading to his destination, and the nuts were his food, and the leaves were his bed. This world was his playground, storage space and his place of rest. His life depended on the tree for survival. Amen? We should depend and value the word of God in the same way. We should not be those people sitting on the couch looking at the tree and admiring the tree from a valued place of, oh, it's nice and big and beautiful. We should be the squirrel in the tree depending on the tree for life. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning, church? We should depend and value the word of God above all. The word should not just be something we casually observe from a distance. Why are 20 million Bibles sold per year and the world is looking like it's looking today? It should be in us. If the word were in every 20 million people buying the word, would the world look like the world looks today? The, the squirrel... The tree for the squirrel meant his survival. I don't think we realize how our lives depend upon this word. This is our tree of life. Amen. We should exercise our minds and leap from page to page, and, and le which leads us to our destination. We should find our rest in this word. Like this, this squirrel found its rest in the tree. Such a simple example. We should find our food for our souls in this tree, in this word, in these pages. Are you with me this morning, church? It should be our safe place. Is this your safe place? This is my safe place. This should be your holy place. This should be your place of discovery. This should be your medicine. This should be your treasure. 
This should be your breath. This should be your song. And this should be your delight. Amen? This, Jesus, the living word. Amen? You see, John 17 verse 7 says, If you live in the life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, if you live in me and I live in you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. You see, if I live in Jesus and Jesus lives in me, guess what? My desires are not going to be my desires anymore. Because as I live with Jesus, my desires are going to become what Jesus wants. Amen? Because as I conform and transform and I get shaped by the Word, my desires get conformed and transformed and shaped by the Word. Then what I want is irrelevant because I want what Jesus wants. Amen? 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 You see, when you start producing fruit, you become mature disciples of God. May the Holy Spirit make the word precious to our souls. Can our prayer be today, Holy Spirit, make this word precious to my soul? Can we ask God for a fresh, fresh burning in our soul for His word? You know what, the more I read this word, the more I want to read it. And it's not because I have some special power. Amen? This word is, this word is what, what makes life worth living. This word, when I'm down, I can come to it and I can get hope. This word, when I'm sick, I can come to it and I can get scriptures where God promises me healing. When I need deliverance, I can open these scriptures and by its very nature, it will deliver me. Amen? When I don't know what to do, I can look to this word and I can say, Jesus, Jesus, and I can have a face-to-face -face conversation with him. Amen? You see, follow the leading of Scripture. It will comfort you and it will lead you. This is birthed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will realize that the Holy Spirit has been there from the beginning. You will learn that you are redeemed. You will learn that you are adopted. You will learn that you are sanctified. Half of the errors of this world are because people don't read their Bibles. Can I say that again? Half of the errors in this world are because people don't read this book. Amen? Would anyone believe that the Lord would have anything less for His children than the best if they read this book? Would anyone believe that there was no hope and no future if they read this book? Would anyone believe that they could be snatched out of the hand of the Father if they read this book? Are you with me this morning, church? Read the word. Read the word. It will nourish your soul and compel you to think. Read this Bible with devotion, regularly, attentively, and repeatedly. The band always tease me because I keep telling them that it's okay. Regularly, attentively, and repeatedly. Read it. When you open the Bible and read it, you are hearing God speak to you. You want a prophecy? Here's a prophecy. Can I read you a prophecy? Here's a word from God for you today. 
Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you because the Lord has anointed you to preach good things to the poor. He has sent you to heal the brokenhearted church, he, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort those who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments on praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I've just given you a prophecy. Amen? But you think it's just a prophecy when a man of God walks up to you and gives you a prophecy. And we thank God for those divine moments. I'm not playing them down. I'm just saying, yeah, these God-breathed moments. Amen? Read this Bible. It's food for your soul. Read it. It has purifying power. It is converting power. It will take you from sickness to health and from poverty to blessing. Read it. It keeps you from error and from sin. Read it. It is your spiritual weapon and defense in times of war. This is a weapon. Amen? Read it. It is your spiritual weapon in times of war. The Word of God is living and a growing force. The Bible holds the most precious memories and moments of our Savior. This Bible holds the most precious memories of our Jesus. Are you with me this morning, church? It holds the most precious moments of our Father. Amen. It has the answer to every fundamental problem in your life. When you learn what God made you for and how He treasures you, you will discover the true fountain of good living. You will only learn it in this book. If you have taken God's word to heart and truly made it a part of you, it will by its very nature change you. It will by its very nature change you. And when it does, you will find yourself called to act like a God. And you will act and you will walk with God. No state of being is as rewarding as living in tune with God. Turn to your neighbor and say, no state of being is as rewarding as living in tune with God. Then you become familiar with God's ways. So when the enemy comes and he says, oh, are you really a child of God? You can say, devil, I know what the book says. The book says, I'm loved, I'm accepted, I'm beautiful, I'm, I, I am going over and I'm not going under. Devil, you don't know the book. Guess what? This book says, Jesus paid that I can go into the future with confidence, knowing that my God, with my God, I'll scale a wall. With my God, I'll run over a mountain. Guess what, devil? This valley is not for now. This valley is just an in-between. Amen? 
Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? When you have these words in your heart and 407% more chance of memorizing them, when the devil comes and he says to you, oh, you're sick, you're gonna be sick for the rest of your life. You say, no devil, let me tell you something. In this book it says, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. He bore my sickness and my diseases on the cross. Amen? And I might have sickness in my body right now, but I'm still loved. And my God will come through for me. Because you know why? He promises to. Amen? As you begin to walk in the power of this word, you will gain confidence to say that greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen? Finishing well will bring more glory to God than beginning well. Amen? Finishing well will bring more glory to God than beginning well. I'm ending with Charles Spurgeon's quote. He said, May the Lord provide us the ability to read His book of life, which He has opened in front of us here on earth, so that we may be able to clearly read our names in the Lamb's book of life, which has not yet been revealed to us, but will be revealed on that great day. Amen. Amen. May Jesus give us the grace to take this word as the standard for our lives. Amen. Put away every other book and read this book. Make it the treasure of your life. Make it your tree to run to, your safe place, your shelter. Amen. And I promise you, person whose Bible is falling apart, their life won't fall apart. Amen. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? Can we stand up and do some prayer points? Amen. Are you ready to pray? Let us pray this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you that even as we pray, Lord, give us the grace to pray your word in Jesus' mighty name. Pray with me. Say, place within me a genuine desire for your word and for your holiness. No, church, if we're going to pray these words, we're going to pray it with a passion, amen? Because we are talking to the Almighty God. Place within me, Jesus, a genuine desire for your word and for your holiness. Make my words as pure and as holy as yours. Act in me that my thoughts may be holy. Act in me that my thoughts may be holy. Act in me that my thoughts may be holy. Act in me that my words may be holy. Act in me that my deeds will be holy. Grant unto me a humble heart. Jesus, grant unto me a humble heart to receive your word, which is ready to save my soul. Grant unto me a humble heart to receive your word, to love your word to treasure your word, to spend time in your word, which is ready to save my soul. Let your word go before me and accomplish everything you have promised. Let your word go before me like a fire to burn up all my enemies. 
Let your word go before me, Lord, to burn up all my enemies. Consume every plan of the enemy in Jesus' name. Thank you for sending your word to heal me, to deliver me, and to bless me. In your word is light and life. Let your light expel all shades of darkness in my life. As Jesus, the word was raised to a new level, lift me up to a new level in Jesus Christ. Let me hear you. Lift me up to a new level in Jesus Christ. Lift me up to a new level in Jesus Christ. Lift my family up to a new level in Jesus Christ. Lift my business up to a new level in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, lift me up, Lord. Lift me to a new level. Lift us up to a new level in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Lift my spouse up to a new level in Jesus Christ. Lift my children up to a new level in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. Place within me a heart. A genuine desire for your word and for your holiness. Place within me a heart, a genuine desire for you, Jesus. Pray, 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 church. Say, place within me a genuine desire for you, Jesus. Father, give me the grace to act like you, Lord. Holy Spirit, replace the bitterness within me with the sweetness of your grace. Holy Spirit, replace the bitterness within me. Replace the bitterness within me. Replace the bitterness within me with the sweetness of your grace. Holy Spirit, replace the darkness within me with your gentle light. Replace the darkness within me with your gentle light. Holy Spirit, replace the night within me with the day. With a day, with a day. Holy Spirit, replace the fear within me. Replace the anxiety within me. Replace the depression within me with strong faith. Holy Spirit, replace anxiety within me with confidence. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. So Holy Spirit, replace the tension within me. Replace the tension within me with a holy relaxation. With a holy relaxation. Place within me a genuine desire. Place within me a genuine desire for your word and for your holiness. Place within me a genuine desire for your word, for the living word, for Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, yes, give the Lord a hand this morning, church. When we give the Lord a hand, let's give Him a hand. Amen. Yes. Yes, yes, let's give Him a hand this morning. Say, place within me, Jesus, a genuine desire for your word. If you need to take time this morning, and you maybe have not respected the word like you should have, and you need to take a moment to repent, take a moment to repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pray, church, pray. The Holy Spirit is here. I'm sorry. I haven't given the word the rightful place in my heart. Please, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Jesus. Father, when I haven't spent time with you, when I've washed my heart with Facebook, Lord, I'm sorry. I'll wash my heart with a word next time, Jesus. When I've washed my heart with Instagram in the evening, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm going to wash my heart with a word. 
Father, I'm sorry when I've washed my heart with anything that's not of you, Father. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I confess it as sin, Jesus. I confess it as sin, Father. Because your word is first, Father. You are first, Jesus. You are first. You are the beginning, the middle, and the end of life, Father. Your word is our truth, Jesus. You are our truth. Pray, church. Jesus is in the house. We've done offering. We've done all the logistics. I I did it especially like that to give time to make right with Jesus this morning. Spend time, spend time, spend time. Say, Jesus, place within me a desire for you, Jesus, for your word, for your truth, Father. Sanctify my heart, Lord. Sanctify my heart. Sanctify my heart, Father. Sanctify my heart, Jesus. Draw me close. Father, remove all those things that have laid in the way of your word, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.